Welcome to SEN Supercars. Remember, we're doing it all thanks to barbecues galore. Barbecues galore. Now you're cooking. Uh, four and a half minutes gone in this clash down there at Canberra Stadium. And it's still nil all between the Raiders and the Bulldogs. Time now to go back to the Bend Motorsport Park over there in South Australia. Race 22 of the year after Brody Kostecki has carried all before him for race 21 and race 20. Let's head back to the call team. Aaron Noonan and James Moffat with all the action, boys. And it looks like, I think you've been making mention of it, a mixed grill at the front of the the uh, the uh, start line for this race. Jimmy, you're right. SEN Supercars ready to rumble with uh, about eight minutes before we get underway with uh, race 22 of the championship, last race of the day. And championship leader, Brody Kostecki, he's 111 points clear of Shane Van Gisbergen, and he will start from the pole position for today's last race of the day. little update for you for Kubota Cast, the weather update together, shaping and building Australia, 15 degrees at Tail and Bend today. Starting to get a few shadows, James, over the pit straight from that big pit building that is here at the Bend. Uh, the drivers are out of their cars. The cars are on the grid and in their 25 uh, various grid positions ready to rumble. We'll run you through the grid very soon, but Brody Kostecki is the man to beat here. It's 19 degrees um, at the moment at the track. Uh, 64% is the humidity. That is all our weather update for Kubota. On the Kubota cast, together shaping and building Australia. So now the question is, can anybody beat... Brody Kostecki. He's starting from the worst place possible for the rest of the field. He's on pole position. Cam Waters will start alongside. Can Brody clean sweep the weekend? He's certainly in the best, uh, starting from the best possible spot. There's no doubt about that. And his form in uh, race number 20 and 21 so far this weekend has been uh, very commanding. So the rest of the field is going to have their work cut out for them. One man to really keep an eye on. In this race for me is Cam Waters starting on the outside of the front row. He will be extra, extra motivated to try and pick up a win here this afternoon. And don't forget, this is the last race before we head into the season of endurance at the Sandown 500 and Bathurst 1000 later in the year in October. So I think the gloves might be off for race number 22. I've got a funny feeling that there's some gloves off, gloves on. There's going to be all sorts of punch-ups in this last one. It's the last hit out as James mentions before uh, the Sandown 500. And uh, one of the interesting elements here is what is going to be our Bendix big moment? Thanks to Bendix, put your foot down with confidence for Bendix breaks. And we said in the last race, it was going to be the the pit stop job from the, the pit crews. And that really did really make or break the race. It didn't break it for anyone. It made it for everyone uh, earlier on today. There's one compulsory pit stop Four tyres, it's pretty much, and when I say for tyres, it's for two tyres, not for four tyres. You can do four if you like, but it takes uh, way too long. And the tyre wear at this track is not that bad. And in terms of talking about uh, track conditions, thanks to Polaris Off-Road, there's really not much to get too caught into. We haven't talked tyres this weekend and that's a great thing because they're not really that much of a relevant factor. No, exactly right. And thankfully for the competitors, it doesn't look like there's any threat of rain for this afternoon's race. There was a bit of a chat of some slight showers earlier in the day, but they uh, didn't eventuate. So uh, partly cloudy skies and, as you mentioned, 19 degrees. So pretty nice conditions that the teams and drivers will face for the 20 laps ahead of them. But uh, I think... 
Another Bendix big moment to look out for is turn one, lap one, Noons. We saw Brody Kostecki be able to swing around the outside at Thomas Randall into turn one, lap one, earlier this afternoon in race number 21. And that really, probably in hindsight, um, determined the result of the race. It was really who came out of turn one in the lead was going to win that race because there was nothing between Randall and Kostecki in terms of um, outright pace. They were only separated by one one second at the end of the race. So watchful waters off the line. And also Randall, he comes out of position three. So he's been ultra competitive this weekend with two podium finishes in third and second in the races over the weekend. So the other one to keep an eye out for me is Nick Perkett coming out of the uh, position four outside of the second row. We haven't seen a qualifying result like that from Nick for a very, very long time. Oh, so I could tell you how long. Go ahead. November 2021. Well, there you go. And so that's... Yeah, old. and it was a pole position at the Bend, uh, at Sydney Motorsport Park. Remember the race that was rained out and they didn't get to ah, have the he race? he didn't even get to start. Yeah, he didn't yeah. even get to use it. So, I do, I do remember that. Yeah, yep. that's his best qualifying sense and he lines up fourth. So and he's yep. been having... A big struggle at Walkinshaw, Andretti United over the last couple of years, unfortunately for him. So he'll be super, super motivated for for a strong result, and he really has nothing to lose. So he's uh, he's one to look out for. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and in terms of our Makita hot lap, who's going to set that Makita XGT power without limits? And really, I reckon, and we talk about fastest lap, we've had 11 races in a row where the driver with the fastest lap in the race has been different in 11 races, which has never happened in the history of this championship, which, by the way, celebrates its 600th championship round this weekend, a really great milestone. But the lap of laps today was Brody Kostecki's lap for qualifying earlier today that sorted the grid for this race. Race 22. Blitzed the field. 0.42 of a second faster than Cam Waters. That is the biggest ever pole-winning margin since supercars have been coming to the bend in 2018. So this track... It's 4.95 kilometres. It's pretty long. So normally there's bigger... I mean, the, 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 ga the gap between one and two on the grid, you could take that gap and then spread it across the... Um, basically the next nine cars if you doubled that gap. So yeah. that's how much of a smashing Brody Kostecki put on the field in qualifying today. There's no wonder when he crossed the start-finish line and finished the lap... He was hooting, hooting and hollering inside <laughs> that car because he knew he'd done a very good job. He was certainly pumped up and he laid one down on the field. There's no doubt about that. But another thing I want to keep an eye on, Noons, is five of the top six positions are Ford Mustangs. Is today the day that the Mustangs can knock off the Camaro and capitalise on their strong starting positions? Five of the top six. We haven't seen that all year. We've been talking about how strong the Camaro is in race trim. Can the can the Mustangs mount a challenge to Brody Kostecki in that Camaro? Well, the thing is, there's one Camaro that they're not beating, and it's that one. It's the Brody Kostecki uh, 99 Coke Camaro from the Erebus team. If they beat him, they beat the rest of the Camaros. They've got them all sorted so far this weekend. A race yesterday, a race so far today, we've had two Fords on the podium each time. So, And then plenty of them not far off the podium as well. In terms of how they're going to roll with our Repco authorised service pit lane today, um, we saw in the race earlier today for the pit stops, about half race distance is when pretty much all the, the heavy hitters were taking their stop, which makes real sense. It makes total sense. So we'll keep an eye on how that all unfolds. But in terms of the way they line up, we've talked Brody Kostecki and 
Cam Waters being on that front row of the grid. Thomas Randall backs it up. He's third. Nick Perkat starts from fourth. Talking about backing it up, Matthew Payne, the young Kiwi, has been in the top ten all weekend in qualifying, in racing. He starts fifth. Anton Di Pasquale starts sixth. So there's five Mustangs between positions two and six. Shane Van Gisberg in seventh. Will Davison, James Courtney and Bryce Fullwood rounds out the top ten, how they line up. There's some big names outside the ten. Brock Feeney starts 11th. Will Brown starts 13th. And a race winner this year, Jack LeBrock, starts 15th. And when you think of big names and championship-winning drivers, Mark Winterbottom's 24th again. He started there earlier today. It's been a rough weekend for him. But um, it's really a case here of Brody Kostecki has a chance to build upon the margin that he's got at the moment. It's 111 points back to Van Gisbergen as the cars now are leaving the grid for the warm-up lap. It's another 37 points back from Van Gisbergen to his teammate Brock Feeney, who has 54 over Will Brown. So Will Brown is now 202 points behind the championship lead of his teammate Brody Kostecki. There's 100 points to win the race this afternoon, five bonus points for the fastest lap of the race. But the, the, the kicker there is you've got to finish in the top 15 and have the fastest lap to get those points. You can't, um, you know, be delayed and run around the back of the field and, and get those five points and kind of... Um, I actually don't like that. <laughs> I know they're trying to stop anyone from um, playing funny, mischievous games in the scenario, but if you're at the tail of the field outside the 15, imagine if the championship was on the line for a driver who, to win the championship, had to set the fastest lap in the last lap of the race uh, in Adelaide or something like that? How would that be? Well, it could certainly throw a spanner in the works. There's no doubt about that. So another man to keep an eye on in this race who was uh, qualified down in 17th is Chas Mostert. He uh, got onto the podium on the final lap earlier this afternoon and had a strong second place finished as well yesterday. So we know um, that his race pace has been typically very strong all year. So um, expect the number 25 off this Mustang of Chas Mostert to be firing up through the field. But just to quickly touch on it, Will Brown, it's been a shocker of a weekend, hasn't it? Um, DNF yesterday, qualified 16th earlier today, finished 13th, and then coming out of 13th in this race. So he's really dropped a, a lot of points so far this weekend to his teammate, Brody Kostecki. So it's... 20 laps ahead of us, 100 kilometres for the final race of the weekend here at Tailand Bend. 4.95 kilometres around this 18-turn Tailand Bend circuit. One of the best facilities we have in the country, and it's 560 metres run down to Turn 1. And look for passing opportunities at Turn 1, Turn 6, Turn 14, and the second last corner, Turn 17, are really the action spots around this fantastic Taylor and Ben facility. One of the things I wanted to raise, and I wanted to talk track just quickly while the cars are on this warm-up lap, and when we talk track, it's thanks to Polaris Off-Road. This later stage of the day, talk to me about the shadows, the, the distances, the, the braking markers. It's a different... It's, a, it's just a different time of the day, so it's, it's very much that some of these corners and some of the things you're looking for are a bit different from what three hours ago. Yeah, absolutely, and... Uh, Fortunately for the competitors down the front straight, it's it's really shaded a lot by the fantastic pit building facility they have, but there are a couple of corners 
like heading into the final corner, for example, they're driving directly into the sun. So that is something that the drivers have to take into consideration as they're battling these conditions out there. Cars are on the grid rolling up to take their spots on the grid. 25 cars ready to rumble. Brody Kostecki's ready to go. Cam Water's ready to go. So here's a chance. Ford fans, it's SEN Supercars with thanks to Barbecues Galore. Now you're cooking with Barbecues Galore. And it's a case now of who can stop Brody Kostecki. Can the Fords do it? They have not had a very big year. This is the last race before we go endurance racing with the Sandown 500 in Melbourne. It's from the Bend Motorsport Park in yeah. South Australia, the OTR Super Sprint, the final race of the weekend, race 22 of 2023. You can hear the revs rising, ready to go, ready to get going down to turn number one. And Kostecki gets the jump. Chaz Mostert flying from the second row of the grid. It's Percat, I should say, who's made an absolutely gun start. And he's gone right down the outside of Randall. Now he's challenging Kostecki for the lead at turn one. But the title leader hangs on. Percat makes the big jump. He's second. Randall, then Waters, then Payne, then Di Pasquale. The Fords are lined up, ready to go. So it was a great start by Kostecki. Perfect way to lead the field out of turn three on the opening lap. But Perkat, he had the best start out of all of them in the leading bunch. Waters with the tardy start has already dropped back to fourth. But he has a lunge up the inside on his teammate at turn six. Got it. Randall saw him coming, left him a bit of space. What do they do on the exit? There's a bit of contact between the two teammates as they Whoa. fight for position going into turn six and Got seven. Him. Waters through to third. Slight nervous moment for Tickford as their two drivers, Cam Waters and Thomas Randall, argued over third. But it's Cam, the runner-up in last year's championship, the man who's been on the podium at Mount Panorama so many times. He'll be chasing victory at Bathurst in October right now. He's chasing Percat. Lights ablaze on the number six Mustang. He's in third place. We're on lap one of 20 in the final race of the weekend at the Ben Motorsport Park. And they're sorting themselves out. It's a Chevrolet Camaro one, and then it's Ford Mustangs, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, as they go in under this Coca-Cola Camaro that so far this weekend, Moff, has looked pretty unbeatable. It hasn't had pace in a race to just drive away from the field, but Brody Kostecki is mounting an absolutely great run. His teammate, Will Brown, is 13th. He's putting pressure on Todd Hazelwood, trying to grab 12th spot, but the end of lap one, Kostecki, Perkat second, Waters third, Randall Payne, Di Pasquale, Davison seventh, Van Gisbergen is eighth, Fullwood and Courtney, that's the top ten. So Waters, he'll be kicking himself after that start. Like we mentioned, he dropped a couple of positions, was able to pick one back on his teammate at turn six, but it was Perkat who got an absolute blinder of a start. He rocketed it off the second row of the grid and <laughs> oh, was okay. really challenging Kostecki on the outside into turn one. And I got so used to saying Mostert because he's been making the gun <laughs> yes. starts in the other Walkinshaw Andretti United Mustang. But Perkat absolutely nailed it. His nose was in front of Kostecki down the outside when they got to the braking zone of turn one. But it was really Kostecki who did exactly what he needed to do. He held held his line through turn one and was able to exit the corner in the lead. And that's exactly what the rest of the field didn't want to see. I think if anybody was to 
if anyone was to have a chance, they had to get in front of Brody Kostecki on lap one. It's a case now of who can chase down that Coca-Cola Camaro. Has Perkat got it? I reckon Waters is our best contender. He's all over the back of the mobile NTI Mustang for Walkinshaw and Dritty United. And Nick Perkat, Bathurst winner of 2011, Adelaide 500 winner of 2016, is down this year, has really struggled since going home to the Walkinshaw and Dritty United team. Everyone's pretty much of the belief that they will have, have a different driver in car number two. Where he ends up next year, who knows? Right now, he's got waters all over the back of him on the run. run on him. Yeah, he's got a big run down the inside, onto the pit straight, and he'll carry that speed cam waters and grab second place on the run to turn one. Kostecki's the leader. 1.2 seconds is the margin. A change for a second. Waters is through. Under brakes down at turn one. The right-hander that brings him into this sweeping little left. And then a, it's like a, foot, a bit of a fish hook at turn three. Now you've got Payne into the side of Thomas Randall trying to grab fourth place. Yeah, so that was at turn three. That put him in the wrong wrong position for turn five. You don't want to be on the outside. So he conceded back to Randall, who is now having a bit of a nibble at the back of Perkat into turn six. So a bit of an angry pack here between Perkat, Randall, Payne, and the two Shell V-Power DJR Mustangs of Di Pasquale and Davidson in sixth and seventh it is followed by van gisbergen but it's Brody kostecki who's already out to 1.3 second lead back to cam waters in the monster mustang and that margin you just mentioned i was going to jump on that 1.3 seconds that's bigger than the margin he had at any stage in the race earlier today to randall who was running second it was half a second to eight tenths pretty much the whole way it got out to one second by the end percat starting to come under fire from randall and Payne. Anton Di Pasquale, Will Davison, they're all queued up for a piece of car number two. But this is all allowing Kostecki to step away. 1.3 seconds in control of the race. Fastest car on the track last time around was Will Davison, who runs in uh, seventh place in the Shell V-Power Racing, number 17 for Dick Johnson Racing. And it looks here like Percat, he's the cork in the bottle here a little. He doesn't have the pace to go with him. Bit of action back in the pack him off. Uh, Reynolds on Hazelwood. He gets that move done. Brock Feeney involved in this action pack as well along with Chas Mostert. So Reynolds going defensive down the front straight. Defending from Hazelwood. So there is plenty going on throughout the field. And uh, who, where is Will Brown in all this? He is 11th, but Hazelwood trying to switch back on Reynolds. He will get up the inside at turn 11. And uh, use him turn up. Three, use I him say. up. A bit of contact between the two. And it's Mostert. Mostert. Through. He's coming through as well. So he's going to mm. pick up a spot here. This is oh, real oh, tight, though, at turn five. Oh, close. Flat out through the left-hander. Mostert was out wide. Reynolds had his nose in there, but just took it out. That was high-speed stuff. They got away with it. So, lap four, Kostecki leads a second clear of Cam Waters. Perkat third, Randall fourth, Payne is fifth, Di Pasquale sixth, Davison seventh, Van Gisbergen eighth, Fullwood, Bryce Fullwood ninth, James Courtney tenth, then Will Brown eleventh, Andre Heimgartner twelfth, Brock Feeney, bit of a nothing burger weekend from the championship contender Brock Feeney. He's thirteenth. 
Todd Hazelwood 14th and Chaz Mostert currently sits in position 15, having started from 17th. We're on lap four of 20. So it's Kostecki out front, comfortable margin back to Waters of nine tenths of a second. Positions two back to seven, all Ford Mustangs. Waters, Perkat, Randall, Payne, De Pasquale and Davidson. Then it's Van Gisbergen and Fullwood and Courtney rounding out the top 10. But it's really Nick Perkat. This is his best run so far this year, but he is starting to become a bit of a cork in the bottle. And in third place, actually there's a bit of, ro I was just pausing for a second there because Courtney's got to move on. Bryce Fullwood at the last corner. Right, he Fullwood, comes in, he's in the grass. Well, I think he was intending to go to the pit lane, and I reckon the pit lane speed limit line, he might have been going too fast when he got to it because he was half on the grass oh, on his way in. And I was just about to say, our Repco authorised service pit lane was about to become busy. The pit lane window was open on lap three, and nobody had quite taken it yet, but Fullwood is the first to come in for his compulsory stop. Well, the pit lane was, the pit lane entry was almost going to become our Bendix big moment of the race, <laughs> the way that uh, forward come in there, all crossed up on the grass. A great save in the end. So a couple of cars making pit stops in forward and also Scott Pye in the needed, Team 18. You know what he did? He needed some Bendix brake pads to stop it at the pit entry. He, he got dived by James Courtney in the last turn, and I think there was a late call from Phil Key, the engineer, to coming to pit lane and he was just in the middle of it all going oh, on and had it all locked up on the way to the speed limit line it's 40 kilometers per hour in the repco authorized service pit lane in supercars and if he's over 40 on the way in it won't be by much but it was uh, pretty tight when he got to the line i tell you that's when as a driver in your debrief you say to your engineer hey mate maybe just a little bit more uh warning or when you want me to pit next time but not when i'm right at pit entries but anyway he did a great job to get it below 40 before the pit entry so i tell you what though the gap at the start of the at the front of the field is starting to tighten up cam waters the fastest lap of the race at 150.3234 lap time i should say and it's down to six tenths of a second that gap between him and kostecki i was just about to say that there's someone running hot in this race of course running hot for ream australia's favorite hot water and it's cam waters in that number six tickford mustang six tenths of a second at the line they've just gone by to finish lap five. So we're a quarter of the way through this 23rd race of the championship and it's time for Cam Waters to try to cash in. He's had one of those years where the Fords have been down and on the days that he's had a bit of pace, it's all gone wrong. His car caught fire in Darwin, but he's on fire right now on the timing screen because he's going hunting on Brody Kostecki and for Tickford, Thomas Randall, is closing in on Nick Perkat for third spot. So I was just hearing in the background there, a 15-second time penalty. Was that for 14, Bryce Forward? Yeah, Bryce Forward. And as that happened, uh, Randall up the inside of Perkat at turn six. So he runs a little bit wide on the exit, but he should still have enough position on Perkat to hold that position as they go through turn six and seven. So that was a critical move for Randall. Perkat was definitely starting to hold him up. He needed to get that pass done, and he did that very well. So Randall now back up to third, and it's his teammate Waters who continues to put pressure on Brody Kostecki. That gap now half a second to the race lead. And that 15-second penalty we mentioned for Bryce Fullwood, unsurprisingly, is for pit lane speed. Well, yeah, <laughs> so we thought he might have done a good job getting it down to the 40-kilometre pit lane speed, but unfortunately for Bryce, he was clearly still going a little bit too fast as he crossed that entry line 
and has been nabbed for speeding. So we're on lap six of 20. It's SEN Supercars. On your Sunday afternoon, Brody Kostecki leads the way, but we've got a challenge from Cam Waters in the Tickford number six Mustang. They've got a margin, about three seconds back to Thomas Randall, who's got by Nick Perkat. Will Davison next, then Van Gisbergen, Feeney, Heimgartner, Mostert, and Reynolds is the 10. There are 19 cars yet to take. Their compulsory pit stop, the first of the cars that has, is Anton Di Pasquale back in 20th on the track at the moment. So six down, Kostecki's been the leader the entire way so far. Came in with, what was 111 points was the championship margin. James Golding, you can hear there in the background, has been into the Repco Authorised Service pit lane. Been a bit of a ho-hum weekend from his team, the New Lawn Premier team under Pete Shiverus. They've got a new team manager coming on board in Steve Robertson, formerly with Triple Eight and formerly with Porsche and also with the Grove team. He'll be with them from the next round at Sandown. And speaking of Sandown, it is the first enduro. So co-drivers come into the mix. My SEN co-driver, James Moffat, becomes the co-driver for Cam Waters in the car right now that is going hunting for the lead of this race. The big question here is, though, James, is this a case of Cam using up too much of the tyres here to have a crack at Brody Kostecki? Or is it a case of, well, the pit stop's coming soon. We're going to change these tyres anyway. Drive it into the ground. Absolutely. The second second point there, Noons, you drive it as fast and as hard as you can. You know you've got a pit stop coming probably in the next three or four laps based on how the races have played out earlier in the weekend. So give it all you've got. And Waters is certainly doing that. Although, as I say that, Kostecki has managed to pull that margin back out to one second. So that margin between Kostecki and Waters is just ebbing and flowing. Something that's been a drama that I've just, just picked up on. I was just looking. Will Brown is 14th on the road. He's behind a pile of cars that he wasn't earlier on. I've been told that he might have had a spin somewhere oh, a little wow. bit earlier that okay. we hadn't picked up. So he's further back. Will Davison and Chaz Mostert now peel off to our Repco Authorised Service pit lane. Remember, you can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service centre as they are relying on their pit crews now. Hazelwood and Smith are in pit lane. We're on lap eight of 20 now. Kostecki leads by just the one second at the moment. And yeah, if Will Brown's had a spin and dropped further back, he's 10th on the road, but that sounds better than it is because there's a lot of drivers who've already taken their compulsory pit stop and he will fall behind them once he takes his. And if that is true, that just sort of caps off what's been a miserable weekend for Will Brown. So came into the weekend, obviously at the sort of top of the story headlines with his move announced and confirmed to Triple Eight Race Engineering for 2024. But uh, in championship contention this weekend, it's been a dismal weekend for Will Brown, unfortunately. The car's rolling back out. Most it's pitted. Smith and Hazelwood all rejoin from the Repco Authorised Service pit lane and get themselves back into some pace and some rhythm and get rolling. We're on lap eight. Leaders are just coming up to the penultimate corner of this 18-turn circuit at the Ben Motorsport Park as they climb the hill and drop their way back around. In fact, they're halfway around the lap. I, some of the things catch you out here when you're looking off your monitor sometimes that some of the corners look the same because it's such a big, wide location here at the Ben Motorsport Park that some of the corners look the same as the others. Yeah, they do. So 
That gap at the front, 1.1 seconds. So it's really back to waters from Kostecki. It's really about this phase of the race in all the races that that Coca-Cola Camaro just has the ability just to stretch a little bit of a margin. It's sort of that sort of lap eight or nine part of the race where it really starts to look after his tyres. A replay now ah, of uh, Matt Payne. Matt Payne pit stop, is it? Yeah, left rear. And, they had uh, to change the guns and go and get another tyre. Looked like a cross-threaded wheel nut, unfortunately, for Payne. So a huge amount of time lost in the pit stop there for Payne. And a replay also. That is the Coca-Cola Camaro That's of the Will, Brown, Will off. Brown. He's gone off at the high-speed turn eight. As Percat pits from effectively position four on the road, a great pit stop there, two rear tyres for him, and he is on his way. So Percat choosing to pit on lap nine of this race, so just under half race distance, and he is back on his way. So we are really into this rhythm now of a pit stop shuffle. Some have pitted, some have not. It's a little bit of a state of flux in this race. We've got 12 cars of 25 yet to take their compulsory stop. We might take a break here on SEN Supercast, thanks to Barbecues Galore today. It's Brody Kostecki, the championship leader, who's out front, but the Fords are going chasing. Good to have you back with us. SEN Supercast, thanks to Barbecues Galore. Now you're cooking, and we are just past half-race distance at the bend. Brody Kostecki is the leader of the race. 11 laps down, nine left to go, James Moffat. Margin to Cam Waters is 1.8 seconds. He's just slowly but surely creeping away here. Yeah, it's been the last couple of laps, three-tenths of a second faster on each of those laps has Kostecki been compared to Waters. So certainly the longer this race goes on, the speed of that Kokomaro stays nice and consistent compared to Waters and the Monster Mustang. As we have David Reynolds in the pits now, so a nice clean pit stop there for Reynolds and the Penrite Mustang. Also getting service was Bryce, uh, Brock Feeney, I should say, in his Red Bull, Red, Red, Red Bull Ampole 888 race engineer. Is that Canada. what happens when you put Bull and Ampole together? I, so, I, knew, yeah. I knew what you mentioned. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, by the way, uh, while we were in our uh, last break mid-race uh, for Bendix, put your foot down with confidence for Bendix breaks, uh, Shane Van Gisbergen is under investigation. The, he took his pit stop while we were away and the right rear wheel was changed, but I think the mechanic, the technician on the right rear, wasn't quite sure if it was done up and kept the wheel rattle gun on the wheel nut as Van Gisbergen started leaving the pit bay. And having, it's a safety issue. Obviously, there's mechanics who work really hard and the pit crews that work hard here. There's fingers, there's hands there, moving cars that are connected by, um, by the rattle gun. It's, that's a situation where... Uh, oh, that's that's not good, and we've seen people penalised for that before. And we're hearing some communications coming from Triple Eight back to Van Gisbergen as Waters peels off and pits, but takes his pit stop now. So he enters the pit lane at 40 kilometres an hour. We're hearing some communication from Andrew Edwards, Shane Van Gisbergen's engineer, about whether you can manage the problem till the end. So that indicates that there possibly is an issue with the right rear on the number 97. The other thing is Van Gisbergen's been unhappy with his car, this car, the previous chassis he was running all year. We haven't heard him happy about a great deal this <laughs> if year. he's got a loose wheel, he's going to be unhappy, I tell you that much. So Cam Waters is in. They've changed the rears of his Munster... Mon Munster? <laughs> Monster. Hey. It's the Monster Mustang. <laughs> I got Monster mashed as I was trying to do 
the pit lane. So he's going to rejoin here. He'll get out in front of his Tickford teammate, Thomas Randall, who oh, has got Perkett with him. And in the background, Mostert just carted Feeney right to the grass, down the pit straight, almost ran him off the road as he was defensive. Feeney gets the job done at turn one, but that was really wild. And now Chaz is back down the inside, oh. arguing there's contact on the way into turn two and three. That was wild. He moved him all the way across to try to stop Feeney getting a run. They were on the driver's right of the pit straight up against the grass. That uh, was big. And to give our listeners a better picture, Mostert moved Feeney so far to the right that Feeney had two wheels in the grass down the main straight, if you don't mind. So I wouldn't mind betting there was a bit more to this story. And we're seeing now some vision. Yeah, Mostert was up the inside of forward at the last corner trying to get a pass done. And that gave Feeney an excellent run onto the front straight. And, yeah, Mostert with the that elbows is, out and a bit more. Yeah, that's, that's too far. Too far for me. He starts the move as Feeney's got overlap. And he takes him. Feeney has half the car in the grass. Anyway, let's get back to the Repco Authorised Service pit lane because that's where Brody Kostecki is. Leader of the race. Pits at the end of lap 13. Now, can Erebus deliver Pressure another on, pit yep. stop? Pressure on the pit crew here. They've just got to deliver a nice clean stop. Nothing too fast. No, no mistakes. He hits his marks. He's got two rear tyres going on the back of his Camaro. Yeah, beautiful stop. So wasn't mega, mega quick, but it didn't have to be. Did it the was, job. It was solid and serviceable. And he's on his way now. He's at the exit of the pit lane. And he's got a comfortable yep. margin back to Waters. So no problem there. So it'll be Kostecki out Pops of the out. pits. Yep. Got it done. So Waters is next on the road from Randall Perkat. And then Shane Van Gisbergen. But it's Brody Kostecki. There's one car left yet to take a pit stop. That's Mark Winterbottom, who's been doing this long run all weekend because he's been starting at the back of the grid. And they've just driven on. So anyway, Kostecki, Waters, and a bad sportsmanship flag, not surprisingly, for Chaz Mostert for that move defending on Brock Feeney. So Winterbottom, leader on the track, but let's just take him out of the mix because he does need to pit. It's Kostecki, the leader, over Waters, then Randall, Perkat, Van Gisbergen, Davison, Anton Di Pasquale, James Courtney, Bryce Bullwood, Brock Feeney, Chaz Mostert, David Reynolds. That's the way that they run. Will Brown, 21st. He's having the weekend from hell. After he announced that move to Triple Eight, this weekend was about refocusing, getting going again, and continuing the fight for the drivers and the team's championship, and he has had a stinker. He, he certainly has. And for those listening out there that might be wondering, what's a bad sportsmanship flag? Well, it being issued to Chaz Mostert, we were just talking about how he ran Brock Feeney all the way to the edge of the track and a bit more down the front straight. It's basically just a warning to the driver. We saw what we did, what you did. We don't like it. it any more of that action and we'll hit you with a penalty, most likely a drive-through penalty or even worse, we'll black flag you, which means disqualified from the race. So it's a bit of a slap over the knuckles, if you like. It's a light slap, but it's a slap nevertheless. So he's been warned. But right now, for Walkinshaw and Jury United, it's actually Nick Perkat, who's their form man in this race at the moment. He's seven-tenths behind Thomas Randall in and the fight for what is effectively... A podium position. And Perkat looks a bit stronger in this phase of the race after the pit stop than 
than he was before the pit stop. It's Van Gisbergen not too far behind him. So we feel like there might be a bit of an issue with the 97 and the right rear, but so far that's hanging in there okay, and he's still managing um, to produce reasonable lap time and speed out of his number 97 Camaro. So more action back through the pack. We've got Matt Payne fighting his way back through the field. He showed excellent speed throughout this weekend, obviously had a poor pit stop earlier in this race, which really cost him several positions, but he's just picked one up on Todd Hazelwood for 19th. So battles all the way down through the field in this final race of the weekend. Brody Kostecki has one and a half seconds back to Cam Waters. So out of that pit stop, we got basically after the stop what we had before the stop in terms of the margin between these two. Really, it's a fight here. Can Percat get to Randall for effectively third. It's not third on the track at the moment because Winterbottom is still leading the race. He's actually out in front, but does have to pit. He will tumble back through the order. So let's just look with six laps to go at the bigger picture here. For Brody Kostecki, he's eyeing down 100 championship points. They're going to look into the Van Gisbergen situation with that pit stop infringement after the race. I'm surprised by that. I'm really surprised because... Uh, on our monitors, it was clear what happened. Either it's a penalty or it's not. What's there to look at? Yeah, exactly right. Um, and, yeah, that vision was pretty definitive, wasn't it? So It was um, clear the mechanic still had the rattle gun attached to the wheel nut. We're trying to talk it up, make sure it was on uh, perfectly. I mean, which was a good thing. He was trying to make sure that that tyre and wheel was connected properly. But the gun was on the wheel as the car moved for, what, a metre, metre and a half from the pit bay. I, I don't see what there is to look into. Is there any mitigating circumstances? Has Triple Eight been able to argue and say, hey, can you look into it later? I'm not too sure there. I thought it was either, there's not much more to add to it. No, you're right, Noons, but uh, all cars have now made their pit stop. It was Winterbottom that we were waiting on to make his pit stop, so... It is Brody Kostecki in command with five laps to go, followed by Cam Waters, Thomas Randall, Nick Perkett, and Shane Van Gisbergen are your top five. So at the moment, outside the five is the Shell cars. Will Davison sixth, De Pasquale seventh, Courtney eighth, Feeney's ninth, Fullwood is tenth. We're catching a replay of Feeney putting a move on Fullwood for ninth. He did that at turn one with a pretty strong move. Down the inside, under brakes, down the gears, got it done. A little lock on the way in there, but that was okay. And the former Super 2 and Super 3 champ got by. Cam Waters is the fastest lap of the race. Back on lap four, we're on lap 16 at the moment, 152.34. Right now, though, the number that matters is 1.5. That's how many seconds between Kostecki and Waters for first and second. Every car has taken its compulsory pit stop in this race and for Brody Kostecki leading this race controlling this race he's on target to go the clean sweep of three races in a row it was done at this track last year by Shane Van Gisbergen he won the championship right now Brody Kostecki is the favorite Will Brownie's teammate is that a shocker the Red Bull cars have not had the pace the big big thing now will be We've got two endurance races to come. There's four laps to go in this race. Sandown and Bathurst next. Right now, David Russell will be watching in Queensland. He is the co-driver 
for the big endurance races with Brody Kostecki. He's got a bit more pressure on him than he was at the start of the year because he's going to step into the car that is leading the championship if things go as they are with a handy margin coming into Sandown. That's big ticket stuff. Yeah, it certainly is. But as any co-driver out there, I know it myself, that's a position you, you dream to be in, Noons. You want to be in the best car. So, uh, you know, he can certainly go into the Enduros full of confidence that he knows that the car and team are performing at a high level. So, um, yeah, it's been a super impressive performance from Kostecki. His car looks really strong in this phase of the race. It's not out of shape at all. It's nice and in control. No big slides. He looks like he's doing it comfortably, to be honest, Noon. So. Yeah, he's controlling it. Definitely controlling it. Waters, though, has given him a fight. Tickford a four all weekend. They have been the best. Ford team. Well, really, been best of the rest, haven't yeah, they? You know, totally. apart from uh, Kostecki, it's been Randall and, uh, you know, also Mostert have been up there um, in the previous two races. So between Randall and, and Mostert, they've really taken the fight to Kostecki. And in this final race of the weekend, it appears, well, it is, it's Waters that's taking the fight so far to Kostecki. So he's not done with, though, yet, Waters. He's closing that margin. He's pushing as hard as he can. There's plenty of attitude coming from that monster Mustang. So that gap down to Kostecki is 1.1 seconds. So we saw it out to about 1.5, 1.6 seconds after the pit stop. So Waters is certainly leave, leaving nothing out there. He's got to go. He's pulled. And that's his style, isn't it? Yeah, he is. He, he's a goer. Cam Waters will fight to the end. When he's had the car to punch on with Van Gisbergen or whoever it's been in, the last couple of years, he's more than capable. He's up for the fight. He yep. is a real scrapper, Cam Waters. He's got a second margin to Brody Kostecki. Looking back in the pack, we're watching Will Brown put a move now on James Golding. So that's for 17th. It has been a rubbish weekend for Will Brown. It's all gone wrong. He's not done with, though. This championship still has four rounds to go. 1,200 points on points. the table. 300 across each of the endurance events. It could all swing with one big result on that mountain in October. Well, selfishly, I hope it swings one way in October, <laughs> and that's uh, in favour of Car 6 in the Monster Mustang. <laughs> so anything outside of that, I'm not too really worried about noons. But it is uh, Waters who continues to sort of put in good sector times. He's not giving up this fight on K Kostecki. There's three laps remaining, so he's leaving nothing out there. He's pushing on. Cam Waters at the fastest lap of the race. I mentioned it before. Back on lap four. It's going to need something in terms of a mistake from Kostecki for Waters to get close enough to pounce on him. They're at the penultimate corner. Turn 17, uphill into the right-hander that takes them back towards the final turn and another right-hander that brings them onto the long pit lane straight here at the Bend Motorsport Park. It's over 800 metres long. It's one of the longest in supercars racing two laps to go at the bend on SEN supercars thanks for having us on your sunday afternoon and it's brody kostecki who leads the way it's water second randall's now comfortable in third moff he's got away from nick Perkat and fourth for nick Perkat with the year he's had that's like a win yeah definitely that'll be a a welcome result for Perkat and that number two crew and currently Mustangs fill seven of the top ten positions. So eight, I should say, eight of the top ten positions. It's Reynolds who sits tenth and Mostert up 
six spots from his starting position in 11th with two laps to go. And it's really a case here of, is this track specific for the Mustangs to be delivering upon performance? It's a track where you need good aero balance. It's a track with a big, long front straight. There's some areas where straight line speed comes into its own. They've been good to this weekend. Tickford cars, Walkinshaw cars, Dick Johnson racing not much further back. They've had a better run in this race. Will Davison sixth, Anton Di Pasquale is sitting in seventh at the moment. But when you look outside the 10, I mean, it's eight Mustangs in the top 11 positions at the moment. So this year it's been all Camaros. If it wasn't Red Bull, it was Erebus. It's been Matt Stone. It's been Brad Jones Racing. It's been Team 18 or it's been Premier. And they've all really been hubbed. So it's gone the other way today with the Fords being far more plentiful in their numbers. We've got two laps left to go here at the bend. Waters, no change in the margin, no change in the position. He's kept the pressure on. It's been a great weekend of racing at the Bend Motorsport Park. Beautiful weather for Kubota Cast, our weather update on the Kubota Cast together. Shaping and building Australia. It's been a perfect weekend in terms of no rain, little chilly, little windy, 19 degree top today. It's starting to drift away in terms of the temperature. But we have just started the last lap. And as we say that, Brock Feeney is off the road. He's in the gravel. And is he going to get out? This is, oh, this is tight. He's keeping the rear spinning. He's going to get out of here. And I heard him on the radio then, Moff, say, are you serious? Which makes me think like someone's hit him off the road. Well, he done a fantastic job to get out of the gravel. I thought for all money there he was going to get stuck. And that would have been disastrous for his championship had he not been able to finish the race so he will score some points although he has dropped back to 25th and last but so uh yeah very disappointing stuff for brock feeney who has been fighting hard all weekend hasn't quite had the pace that we've seen over the last few race weekends but this weekend has been all about Brody kostecki it has been absolutely dominating from go to woe and he's got only a few more corners to negotiate and he will collect race number win number three for the weekend waters continues to put, ring the neck of that monster mustang he's leaving nothing out there but this has been a brilliant performance from K brody kostecki bring it home noons last weekend he was at the indianapolis motor speedway in the united states this weekend he's back on top second last turn He's got one run up the hill here to the final right-hander. Brody Kostecki has had the broom out. The clean sweep at the Ben Motorsport Park leading into the Enduros. Kostecki dominates in South Australia. Three starts, three wins, extends the championship margin. It's second and third for Ford, for Tickford Racing, for Cam Waters and Thomas Randall. What a weekend from Thomas. That is an absolute best weekend of his career. But right now, it's all with the Coca-Cola Erebus team. They've got the win, and Brody's going to fry some rear tyres. He's into the burnouts at turn one. And he's got to do a bit of work on the burnout game. It's okay, but it's not Van Gisbergen level. Why, he's probably not using that motive at the endurance races. That's probably that's what tells him. That, 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 that's what that tells me. And hearing... 15-second post-race driving infringement penalty to David Reynolds 
is 26. He finished so ninth on the road. I he must have been the car that got involved with Brock with Feeney. Brock Feeney. Yeah. Brock Feeney has finished 25th last. So that's even better news for Brody Kostecki. That's another one of his championship rivals who's had a bad day. Of the guys fighting for the title, we're seeing a replay here. Reynolds was down the inside, and it was a case where Brock tried to argue it a bit too much, and yeah, Dave wasn't quite under control. I reckon there's a bit of both in that. Dave was down the inside. It was at the last turn of the race, and Feeney ends up off the road. That's one for Craig Baird, the driving standards advisor, to have a look into. There was overlap. There was Reynolds two contacts, and I reckon Dave's in there. He's in there. And Brock didn't want to give it away. So if you're Brody Kostecki right now, have a look at where your championship rivals are finished. Van Gisbergen fifth, but with a post-race uh, investigation to go on for that uh, uh, issue with the rattle gun. Uh, Will Brown's finished 13th, and Brock Feeney's 25th. Could not have been a better day. Well, actually, no. Brody could have got the fastest lap in that last race. The five bonus points have gone to Cam Waters, but what a dominant run from Brody Kostecki. That was special. Yeah, so I've... Uh out of a maximum 315 points available for the weekend, Brody's going to walk out with 305. So, come on, what a job. Super weekend. And it's not just implications in the driver's standings, it's also implications in the team standings as well. Yeah, so that's, that's a big battle that's just as roaring that they're, uh, they're all pretty keen to win that one, aren't they, as well? So it's pretty tight between the Coke team and the Red Bull Triple Eight team. But if you've just joined us, Brody Kostecki, the winner of race 22 will wrap it all up. We'll take a break on SEN Supercars. Cam Waters and Thomas Randall ran at the podium for race 22 of the championship.